Welcome to the Word Podcast. The Lord God has given us His Word. Let us learn it. Let us live it. Let us rejoice in it. Spread the Word. Blessings, everybody. This is Dale. Thank you so much for joining with me on the Word Podcast. Uh, Let's continue going through the book of John. We're in John chapter 2. And we saw in the last episode the first of Jesus' signs, what we call the changing of water into wine in Cana of Galilee. And so in chapter 2 of Luke, verse 11 says that, that this is the beginning of his signs. Verse 12 begins this way. After this, so it's after that encounter where he changed the water into wine. After this, he went down to Capernaum. He and his mother and his brothers and his disciples and they stayed there a few days. So it's a whole little entourage here. His brothers are with him. It's his mother. It's his disciples. And, you know, you think, oh, isn't this a quaint little family gathering right here? Well, don't forget, as we'll see as we go through John, Jesus' brothers did not believe. They did not believe uh, that he was Yeshua HaMashiach, that he was Messiah, until after he was resurrected from the dead. Now, you know, you don't hold that against anybody, but it's just something to really keep in mind as we're watching these accounts. Now, verse 13, the Passover of the Jews was near, and Jesus went up to Jerusalem. Uh, a, a good Jewish boy was required to go three times a year to Jerusalem for these various feasts. There were seven feasts, and um, you had spring feast, you had fall feast, and the Passover is the first of the spring feast. It actually occurs on the 14th day of the sun. The next day, the 15th day of the sun, is the beginning of the Feast of Unleavened Bread. And by the time of, that Jesus was alive, they were viewed as like one feast. We do the same thing. We'll say like the holidays. And if I say the holidays, you know I'm talking about Thanksgiving, Christmas, and New Year's, that type of thing. So Jesus goes to Jerusalem for the Passover. Verse 14, and he found in the temple. So he goes in the temple. He found in the temple those who were selling oxen and sheep and doves and the money changers seated at their tables. And he made a scourge of cords and drove them all out of the temple with the sheep and the oxen. And he poured out the coins of the money changers and he overturned the tables. (coughs) Obviously, Jesus was mad. He was angry. He was upset. And yet he did so without any sin. Without sin. You can be angry without sin. Uh, Sometimes we'll go, oh, yeah, I have a righteous anger about something. And you very well may. And, of course, the question comes up and says, why is Jesus so upset? Well, the greater question is why are they selling all this stuff in the temple? Well, it's because when people came, they were supposed to bring certain sacrifices. But it wasn't always easy to travel, let's say, 100 miles with a cow that you were going to sacrifice. So people would have brought coins. They would have brought money. And they would have bought the animals for sacrifice. Well, that's totally acceptable. But it became a money-making thing. And it was all about the business. And it was taking place in the house of the Lord. Anything sound familiar there? Well, it should. Because too many portions of the body of Christ have become organizations and institutions and businesses rather than proclaiming the kingdom of God. If you look at what we do, we're really proclaiming the kingdom of man. So Jesus comes in. He's highly put out by this. And he he explains it. Verse 16, he says to those who are selling the doves, he says, take these things away. Stop making my father's house a place 
of business or a house of trade or a house of merchandise, as the King James says. So his father's house had been turned in to a place of profit. Quite often people will do that. They'll take what is a legitimate need for the moment and they try to figure out how to monetize it and to make profit and additional profit off of people. So verse 17, his disciples remembered that it was written, zeal for your house will consume me. One of the prophets had said that of the Messiah that was yet to come. And so his disciples remembered that and thought, is this what's happening right here? Because he did this with tremendous zeal. Well, of course, you know, the religionists, the Jewish leadership, they're going to have a fit over this. So in verse 18, we see what happens. The Jews then said to him, what sign do you show us as your authority for doing these things? <laughs> in other words, who in the world put you in charge to come in here and start overturning the tables. And that's a great picture of what God will actually do in our lives when we allow him to do it. He'll overturn the tables of the sin in our life. And they're saying, well, who gave you the authority? And you're going to have to show us a sign that you have that authority. Well, they had heard all the things that Jesus was doing. In all likelihood, they'd actually experienced them. And Jesus says this. He says, you know, the Jews are always wanting a sign. They're always wanting a sign. They all, they're not going to believe anything unless they have a sign, okay? unless they see something. And so Jesus answered them saying, destroy this temple in three days. I will raise it up. <laughs> Why did he say that? Well, remember, he only said the things father told him to say. I think he said this because it is absolutely true. I think he said this to reveal to them that their eyes, their focus, and their attention was constantly upon the things of the flesh, okay, the things of the flesh, the things of the natural, rather than upon the things of God. Verse 20 will help us explain this. The Jews then said, it took 46 years to build this temple, and will you raise it up in three days? The temple was under construction the entire time of Jesus' life, and this is the Herodian temple. And he says, so they're saying, hey, it's taken us 46 years to get this point. You're going to raise it up in three days? But then John gives us understanding, verse 21. But he was speaking of the temple of his body. <laughs> so Jesus was speaking of himself. He's speaking of the temple of his body. They're thinking in the natural. And Jesus says, I'm going to give you a sign. The sign is that my body will be raised from the dead after three days. Now, so verse 22. So when he was raised from the dead, his disciples remembered that he said this, and they believed the scripture and the word which Jesus had spoken. See what they believed? They believed the scripture because they remembered up here. Remember when they remembered that the scripture had said, hey, he will have zeal for his house. Zeal for your house will consume me. And they remember what Jesus said, that you destroy this temple and in three days, I will raise it up. But this right here is a really important thing for us. When he was raised from the dead, his disciples remembered that he said this, and they believed the scripture and the word which Jesus had spoken. I tell you what, that is a really, really important question for all of us. Do you really believe the scripture? Do you really believe the word that Jesus has spoken? Now, if I were to ask most of the people that are in my life, every one of them would say, oh, yeah, 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 I believe that, I believe that. 
do you live your life as if you believe it? This is where I really get put out on it. I feel like turning some tables on some things, and part of that is happening. Um, I will see people who are, are uh, profess to be uh, teachers and preachers of the Word of God, and yet they never use the Word of God. They'll have a scripture passage read before. They might obliquely refer to, well, the Bible says this and says that, but they never simply take the Word of God like we do right now and just read it and just talk about it for just a moment, okay? They much less really examine it, much less uh, doing the cross-referencing, what the balance of the Scriptures are. They don't do it. <clears throat> they say they believe the Word of God, but they really don't believe. They say they believe the Word that Jesus spoke, but they really don't. How can I say that? because it's not reflected in their lives. It's not reflected in their activities, their deeds. It's not reflected in their theology, okay? If you truly believe the Scripture, if you truly believe the Lord Jesus Christ, it will be evident. There will be a hunger for the Word. Well, my time's up. Again, I'm Dale. Pass the Word about these times, and I'll see you again next time.